0: Hi there, folks. This is WP Tonic, episode 125. We're going to be talking about 11 key steps to make your WordPress site load faster. Yes, folks, we're going back to the subject of speed. It's been asked for, and um, I've wrote a massive article on it, and John thought it was worthwhile going back and talking about it. So introduce uh, yourself, John.
1: Sure, thanks. Uh, my name is John Locke, and I run a small WordPress consultancy in Sacramento called Lockdown Design. It specializes in local SEO and WooCommerce integrations. And who are you, Jonathan?
0: Um, folks, I'm the founder of WP Tonic. Um, obviously, we do this podcast, but we are also, um, if you're a designer, developer, consultant, or a person in business, and let's say you're a designer, developer, consultant, and you've got legacy clients, um, you've moved on, you've developed your business, but um, you've got some legacy clients at older rates, and they do have a tendency to phone you just in the middle of that big, very well-paid job. Um, maybe give us them to us, and we will treat them like the queens and kins, which they are. If you're a business owner, um, and you don't want to go on a small job forum, and you've been messed around, why not come to us? We offer a a boutique service, and we'll also look after you like the kin and queens, which you are. So, how does that sound, John?
1: It sounds great, and definitely, you know, if you're looking to switch from Manage WP or you know whoever (laughs) that's definitely something that that you could take care of well we we do
0: it all don't we john um so we're on this subject um it's the important subject john and i wrote a, a massive article didn't i john about it um so let's start um let's go through the 11 steps that I went through quickly and get some feedback from you because I updated an original article that I wrote a year ago and um, I thought it was time to update it. So, in this article, folks, and it's about three and a half thousand words, but it really goes into everything, and you find it on the WP tonic site, the blog section. And like I say, it's called the key steps to make your WordPress site load faster. So basically, I start with step one um, s- speed testing tools. Um, I kind of moved from that. Um, I still like Google Page Speed Insights because I think you'd, um, but then I've kind of moved from some of the other tools to G- GT Metrics, so I use quite a lot. So what are some of the things that you use, John?
1: Definitely. So as far as like when it comes to measuring the actual page speed, Google Page Speed Insights is a great place to start. It'll give you an overview of of things that could be slowing down your site. Uh, So that's definitely like one thing that I start with. But that's not where I end because Google Page Speed Insights doesn't really tell you the full story. It just kind of tells you things that, that they're looking for off the bat. A lot of people um, think that Google measures time to first byte uh, is an important SEO ranking factor, and you know, as far from an ex- user experience standpoint, page speed is super important because numerous studies have shown that people expect your site to load in three seconds or less. And if it's taking longer than that, they're going to bounce out of there and go to your competitor. Uh, And in fact, the large sites like Facebook and Amazon, they spend millions of dollars each year just trying to shave little microseconds off here and there because they realize how important speed is. Um, So when it comes to measuring the tools, Google Page Speed Insights is one. But uh, web... The web page test, uh, you know, GT Metrics. Those are really good ones because they give you a waterfall view of, you know, each asset that's loading on your page. And and what that really shows is like, to assemble a web page, it has to download. The browser has to download all the pieces of the site, all the pieces of the page, and then put them together. And so it'll show you, you know, in in a graph. You know each piece that's downloading, so you can see that. Uh, Another good tool that I've used uh, that's more recent is the uh, the, There's a Page Speed Test tool from WP Engine. It'll kind of give you a a good sense of of what's loading. It's kind of like a mishmash of of these other tools, but but it has some insight. Uh, And one thing that I do for my own edification is uh, use the Chrome Developer Tools. Go to like a page. Uh, do inspect element and then go to the uh, network tab and it will show you uh, a waterfall um, you know like all the the pieces of the page downloading similar to uh, the web page test. but uh, the one thing that you 're going to want to click on once you load the page is the very first thing the very first component of the page, which is the you know the domain name of the page. And it will show you the time to first byte, and this this will be something that we come back to in a minute. But uh, you know, look at the overall time that it takes to render the page and the time to first byte. Yeah,
0: the thing that um, I think that's great advice, and I actually forgot about the um, Google Development Tool side of it. That's a great tip, John. But the one thing that um, I need to clarify a bit more for myself is how DNS can affect it. uh would you say you know, having been reasonably fussy about where you're parking your domains? Because I normally have my domain parts and then I use a hosting provider. I don't allow the hosting provider to also register my domain with. But where you are where you park your domains, you've got to be reasonably fussy where they are. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um I also separate the domain registration and the hosting of the site out. I don't allow the, the host to also control the domain registration. Um, a lot of people will use, say if they have something where uh, it's like a managed WordPress host and they don't have name servers, but they have you point the domain name at a either like a C name or an A name uh a lot of people will use something like cloudflare to do domain flattening to where if your host changes the particular ip address that your server is on it will just follow the domain name um so that that's definitely something you can use uh but yeah definitely separate out your domain name and your hosting
0: and be aware cuz um um that can affect speed having bad dns setup So that can um, that's something you've got to be aware of, folks. So um, I think, like I say, I just like the the visualization of GT metrics, um, and there be there's resources in the post that um, also give you some additional information about the extensive um, information that they give about what all these this waterfall really means. Now on to Two, which is hosting. I we've covered this um to some extent, John, haven't we? Um but um I think we just quickly go through it. Um, like we said in previous episodes, um your kind of general three dollar three dollar fifty um hosting package from a unnamed sources, John. Probably um won't hack it, will it, John?
1: No, definitely not, and it, it, so th- that's one of the complaints that people have, is is my site is slow, or you know, it's taking forever to load, and then you kind of research, and you dig down a little bit, and you find that they're typically spending about $5, maybe $10 if you're lucky on hosting, and they will have something like uh, one of the EIG companies, like HostGator uh, you know, one of those companies, um, or they will have the really cheap uh, GoDaddy hosting. Uh, and, and shared hosting, the way that they're able to charge $5 a month to host you is they're taking a whole bunch of sites and jamming them into this server, as many as they can possibly fit uh, into one server. And, and shared hosting, yes, you save a little bit of money each month, But it's hurting your business because, as we said before, your customers, they're on their phone, they expect things to load fast, and when they don't load fast, they're not sitting there for 30 seconds waiting for your site to load. They're going on to your competitors' sites because your site is just taking forever to to respond. People are used to things loading like uh, a native app. Um, they want things to load quickly. So the cheap hosting won't cut it. Uh, what you need to do is go to a managed WordPress host or uh, you know a VPS host uh, that handles WordPress, that specializes in WordPress, and has the servers configured not just for general web hosting, but specifically for WordPress, uh, and keeps up with things like keeping the software up to date, like a PHP version uh, and these things up to date, which uh, like many general hosts, even ones that are, that say they're enterprise hosting don't do. Um, no,
0: I think that's great, John. Um, so like in the post, I, I just give a knock out a few names, site ground, emotion hosting, WP engine. I think they're free. Um, that, um, you, that, in general, you're not gonna to go too wrong and they offer and then um I talk about um um WP hosting and the founder of WP Hosting Spot has been on the show. But they they offer the Yeah, episode uh, one hundred and fourteen. Yeah. And um like what John said, um the other thing is like um I'm sure with WP Engine and Emotion um is you know, like what version of PHP do they offer? You know, you've got to be a bit careful because some themes won't support it, but PHP 7 makes a difference, doesn't
1: it, John? No, it makes a huge difference. And, and what everybody is saying, uh, too, is it, it will shave like, you know, a good half a second off your load time, uh, you know, depending on uh, what you have loading on your site. Uh, and
0: and does, does the hosting company support HTTP 2 or not?
1: That's that's a really important question because that's coming down the pike. Uh, now The
0: last thing, which um, I'm probably not going to pronounce it correctly, John is, is it knee, knee jinx, the, um, alternative? okay.
1: Yeah. So uh, that, that one it's Nginx. X
0: engine. Oh, sorry. Engine X,
1: um,
0: compared to, I'm having a bit of a brain fart on uh, Apache
1: yeah.
0: to Apache. Um, it, it's supposed to be a lot quicker than Apache. Do you think it is, John?
1: I think it is, and what you'll notice is most of the—that's the biggest difference between your managed WordPress hosting uh, companies and your generalized web hosting companies. A lot of the general web hosting companies will have an Apache server, which is you no know, fine, but then they'll install cPanel which kind of drags down the speed a little bit. I mean, it's convenient for the site owner, but it affects the the site speed. What you'll see with a lot of managed WordPress hosts is they'll have an Nginx server, and then they'll have kind of their own customized uh, dashboard. And, uh, you know, each, each hosting company is a little bit different the way that they handle that, but the good managed WordPress hosting companies that are focused on speed and performance, they'll generally have an engine X like server and then some sort of custom interface in the dashboard and, and they'll all be, you know, kind of, you know, custom styled to, to that particular company, but,
0: and, um, just to end this this part about hosting is um, do go to the post folks and also um, we've partnered with WP Hosting Spot. They've become a preferred partner um, of WP Tonic. And the great thing, folks, is that um, it starts at thirty five dollars. But um, and they work with Digital Ocean. But you can run free websites on that thirty five dollar plan. Obviously, folks, you've got to have some common sense. Um, you probably ain't going to run your um, 500 membership WordPress membership site or your um, very busy e-commerce website um, with two other sites. But if you're looking at general um, marketing sites with pretty high traffic, you can run those three sites on that on that package. And that's not bad value, John, is it?
1: Now that's a, and that's definitely a better type of package as far as the value than some of the other um, hosts out there. And again, you, you would have to like compare and contrast, look at, you know, make your own decisions, but definitely look at what's out there. Uh, that is definitely um, something that is unique to WP Hosting Spot when it comes to what they allow uh, you to have on your, you know, serving installation without sacrificing speed
0: so we go forward um we go forward as they say um this is something i've really added and i was i didn't pay attention and it um i think it's one of the interesting subject point four external calls and this is where a lot of general own Website owners and that are not aware of and it's something that you really do need to be aware of John, don't you?
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely so uh, When it comes to external calls, you know When you load a ton of stuff The more stuff that you load the more that it's going to drag your site down Um, So you need to kind of be aware of that and a lot of people they will have tons of plugins They'll have tons of social media, uh, JavaScript uh, loading on their site, and that can affect the speed. So, uh, and and here's the thing too, like with WordPress, like a lot of these, like each plugin will uh, load its own CSS and its own JavaScript. And those, like we said before, when you're looking at the waterfall of how, the browser goes and gets all the files that make up the page. Each one of these JavaScript and CSS files it has to go get. It has to go back to the server where your site is and then pull it into the browser. So it goes back and forth, back and forth. Each one of these is what's called like uh, an HTTP request. It's an external call to another file. So what a lot of... um, a lot of plugins that, that do caching or uh, will combine files into one uh, master file, that is a way to reduce the number of round trips that your browser has to make to go get the files to put together a page, and so that reduces speed. The speed. or I should say it improves speed. Yeah, this
0: is a big subject, folks, and I did skip um point three reducing plugins, but they're kind of linked. Three and four are kind of linked, folks. Um but to start off with this is why it might be a good idea to get a developer consultant to look over what themes you're thinking of buying or um this is this is linked to why you need to be fussy about where you're buying your theme from folks. Is some of the most popular themes on certain marketplaces are terrible when it comes to this because even though the if you're not choosing an option, um, it's still loading um, these calls. That's
1: correct, isn't it, John? Uh, that is correct, and you know, and, and you do see this. Uh, this is something that, that the average person when they're getting a site commissioned. Say they're going to their developer, they're going to an agency, um, they're going somewhere to get their site built. A lot of these agencies, what people don't realize is what they do is they go shopping at ThemeForest, and then they basically throw in all the photos and fonts and content and all that. But those ThemeForest themes, and I'm talking about X, Avada, Uh, Salient, all those top ones uh, that that sell a ton of, uh, you know, that sell a ton of copies that are on the first page there. They're bundled with all kinds of stuff because, as you've called them before, they're Swiss Army knife themes. They're trying to do all things for all people instead of being focused on one task. And so they're bundled with WooCommerce, they're bundled with you know, BuddyPress, they're bundled with all these different plugins that are built into the theme, and they're always being called whether you're using them or not. And these are not only, well, not only is that a huge security risk, that's a whole other topic of, of Yeah, we, we could go for yeah you could go on a whole separate tangent about that. Not mm-hmm. only is it a huge security risk, but those things are loading all the files that it takes to make those things run, whether you're using them or not. And this is the trade-off. You're buying a $59 theme, expecting it to do the work of a, you know, $5,000, $10,000, $50,000 site. And what ends up happening is your the performance of your site is taking a huge hit because it's it's loading like 20 plugins uh, whenever somebody loads up the page. Uh, and I don't know if this is in your article or not too, but, but those ThemePores themes, a lot of them, especially the ones that use like Visual Composer, they're loaded with short codes. That also slows down your page. Uh, you know, Divi, the same thing. Visual Composer, Divi. I know we've talked about page building plugins before, but I just want to throw that out there. Those things are built with short codes. So every like little line, like, you know, piece, component of the page, it's having to go look up the the PHP file that controls that shortcode and then put it in the page and look it up and put it in the page. And those things like end up, you know, when your site goes to scale, when it starts getting big, those things don't hold up anymore and, and your performance just drags and drags. So...
0: I think that's great. We're going to go for our break, folks, and we're coming back, we're going to kind of finish off with the external calls and plugins, and move through this article I wrote. We'll be back in a minute, folks.
1: Buying or selling a home in the greater Reno-Tahoe area? I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad, and you can find her at karenconrad.com or call directly at 775-527-7021.
0: We're coming back, folks. Um, we're having a, a I think, a, a very insightful discussion about um, speed, page loading, an extensive article I've written on the WP Tonic website. It's a bit like War and Peace, really, but uh,
1: I really mm-hmm. went into some detail, didn't I, John? No, definitely. This is this article: the eleven key steps to make your WordPress site load faster. Uh, this is like a lot of the things that we've been saying before, but I, I it bears like reiterating uh, because performance is something that people don't necessarily focus on, but it's one of those things that affects all the other wow. um, parts of your site, like conversions and like how many people are you know. It affects your SEO. It affects like oh. your conversion rate, all that stuff. So, if you don't get this
0: right, folks, you can do everything else, and it just ain't going to pay dividends. Um, and and like what John said, folks, you are it's unfair, you are going to be compared to apps, Facebook, um, sites that have had a ton of money thrown at them. But unfortunately, um, your website is going to be compared when it comes to speeds to these. Large enterprises aren't they john
1: well unfortunately that's that is the truth and uh you know and it's not particularly like a fair comparison to (laughs) uh, you know somebody that's trying to do it themselves versus a site that's had millions of dollars like pumped into it but you know that's the world we live in so that's again why you need to focus on the things that you can focus on and site performance is definitely one of those areas
0: So, just before we go on to the plugin, we've done it in a little bit of reverse because it's plugins in free and calls. Is um, we're drawing a picture here, folks. So, you, you haven't really got very good hosting. You've bought one of these Swiss Army themes that's got multiple calls. and the, But the funny thing is, um, actually, WordPress uh, has some very well documented and uh, mechanisms. To handle um, these calls the proper way, don't they, John
1: uh, yeah, definitely um, you know you can definitely um, you know read the codex the WordPress codex if you're a developer, um, you know the information is there like the 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 best practices for for calling functions, the best ways to do things but the the bad part is is we live in a commercial society where um and i'm not knocking these people i mean they're making money but yeah. as a consumer you need to be aware of what you're getting yeah
0: um one area so we're going to go on plugins i've really changed my philosophy a bit i, I like i agreed with some of the top people you know it wasn't the volume it was the quality, and I, I I still agree with that to some extent. But I think there's a middle road. I think if you just keep hammering the plugins, more and more plugins onto the site, you you are going to end up with treacle. Yeah, <laughs> um, you you got to find a middle road, um, and I've I've i I've, I've got my set of plugins that I've, I've tested on. Myself and I've used on a lot of sites, and I know they've been support and I thought oh, it's just the quality and having your set but um i've I've kind of changed over the few months um dealing with many kind of maintenance scenarios, and just hammering the plugins you end up you will end up with treacle. What do you think John
1: well it's like you said, Jonathan, the quality really does matter. Uh, the plugins that you have on your site, it matters who developed them. Um, it's not good to, to just go willy-nilly and uh, go into the plugin repo on on WordPress.org and just download like 50 plugins that you don't know who made them, you uh, don't know the last time they were updated just because you're trying to get something to work. Uh, it, it's better to spend a little bit of money, get some premium plugins from trusted uh, companies and developers who have been in the WordPress space and know what they're doing and have a good established reputation. Uh, it's better to do that overall. I mean, and, and this is the thing don't skimp when it comes to your website because, I mean, this is the face of your business, this is how people are finding your business, this is how you're making money. Um, it's definitely not something to. This is not the time where you start to get cheap. Uh, spend some money on get, some good plugins uh, if you need to, and and research like what you're putting in your site. Put the right yeah. plugins, not the uh, just a ton.
0: Yeah, and like, folks, it's better to deal with this at the beginning. Um, I have put some resources on a on a third party plugin that does a really great job with switching off calls on pages with. Pardon me, where you don't need them, and it's very effective. Um, but it's also starting in a good place, not really dealing with, not getting to the stage where it's just not loading on. You know, you got you got a bad, you can end up with a really bad and sad situation here because a lot of people are going to be using mobile devices to go to your website. And in this kind of treacle, I call it WordPress treacle. I should, I, I should. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to end up in a scenario where you're dealing with what I call, me and my team, we call it WordPress treacle, where uh, you end up, you're kind of trying to deal with one thing and then something. Then you realize it's the hosting and you're just going around in circles. It's better to try and educate yourself and get a good setup rather than end up with a treacle situation.
1: Right. Would you agree with that, John? No, I do agree. You don't want your site loading like uh, molasses in January. You want it running like a well-oiled uh, Lamborghini. You want it to be a high performance machine. You don't want it to be the sluggish jalopy uh, that's, you know, broken down on the side of the road. Wow. Uh, you know, definitely, it, how does uh, caching, you know, enable your site to, to move faster?
0: Well, you're storing a version in the in your browser and you're storing a version. Um, um, there's different levels of caching, and we're going to be talking about CDNs in a minute. Uh, okay. One of the things you've got to be a bit careful, and I'm guilty as this, is that you can end up with multiple versions all over the place, can't you, John? Yeah, uh, you um, can. Um, that can end up in a kind of a perverted loop situation. Um, there are some really, you know I'm not knocking them they're great they've established plugins you know you know they've been around there's a couple you know one is w3 Total Cash and then you've got another one called WP Super have got all the links in the article folks about it um, they're great, but they're not the most simplest things to set up. Um there's, no. there's there's like three thousand four thousand word articles about setting them up, isn't there, John? Oh, um, definitely, yeah. Um I think personally, you know, if, if this is a commercial site, I think you should really look at this is just my opinion, um a commercial um caching plugin, something like WP Rocket. It seems very popular. Um, I use one, um, called comic cash pro. They do a light version, but I would suggest that you are serious that you should cough up some money and buy the comic cash pro. Um, but they're good alternatives and there's some others, aren't there, John? Uh, I'm just, I'm just talking about the ones that I put in the article. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Oh, uh, no, definitely. There, there are ones like that auto optimizes is one, uh, Quick Cache is one, but I mean the ones that are the most well known are, are W3 Total Cache and WP Super Cache. I mean, those are fine if you can't do anything better, but I would definitely also recommend something like WP Rocket or Comet Cache Pro. And again, caching is important because instead of the browser having to go all the way to the to the home server to, to get everything like round trip, it basically takes a snapshot of each page and it just says, here's all the files to make this page. Just go into this folder, grab everything. It just reduces the round trip speed that the browser has to make. It just, you know, it's one of those things that just kind of helps shave a little bit more time uh, off of everything.
0: Then we go on to that point six, reduce the amount of web fonts. It's a bit like the plug-in scenario. Web fonts make, um, you used to, um, if you wanted anything, then the basic, font selection that was inbuilt into your operating system, folks. It had to be a graphic. Now, with this technology that's been around for a few years now, you can have really funky um, fonts on your site without them being graphics, with all the weight. Um, Unfortunately... um, Inexperienced people and certain themes that we've also talked about, John, isn't it? You can go potty on this, can't you? You can go a bit demented and have fonts everywhere, but they, they all add to calls, don't they, John?
1: Yeah. So there's two ways that that fonts can be abused, and and what you're saying is true. In the early days of the web, you there was what they called web-safe fonts, which were fonts were that were known to be installed on all Uh, PCs and Mac uh, type of computers and I think it was like maybe like 12 different fonts and then we got you know font face capability where we could download like a font file and then we could uh, with CSS basically use different fonts Um, you know and and those indeed would make you know extra HTTP uh, calls then we kind of went to the next level where we got Google Fonts, which is a free service where you they host different fonts and you can use them just by using a little line of uh, CSS or JavaScript, and uh, a more sophisticated one, Adobe Typekit, where you get uh, more premium fonts, so ones that are uh, more uh, cultured, more you know, there's been a lot of work put into them. When it comes to uh, browser hinting and and making sure that they render really good, more you know, kind of uh, premium complex fonts that you used to only see in print, and you'd have to pay like big money for. Um, so, but here's the downside of using you know Google Fonts or Typekit is you're loading, depending on what type of font you're loading, you're loading like an entire uh, font library. And what you see a lot of people do with Google Fonts say they'll load all these different weights. Each font has a different, they have different weights in there. Like you have your regular text, your bold text, your italic, and then some of these fonts, they have you know like you know, font weights all the way up from like hairline and light uh, to book, regular, medium, semi-bold, bold, heavy, and black and you know if you're loading like the entire library of of a font fi- family like every single possible weight and variation then guess what that's going to add a lot of time to how long it takes for your page to download the same thing with adobe adobe typekit don't go hog wild on loading fonts and look at how much page weight you're adding um, you know yes, it's cool that you can you can use uh, you know a bold here and a regular here and and maybe like a semi bold here and and that's awesome, but that's one thing to really consider in the design process too is how much weight is this going to add to the total finished product how long how much extra is it going to take for people to d- to download this page because I want to include like all these different fonts. Uh, I think it's good to maybe have, like, two fonts for your site tops. Uh, three if you really know what you're doing. But what you see in a lot of these prepackaged Swiss Army Knife themes uh, is you can select, you know, like a different type face for, you know, the, a headline here, or a body text here, or, you know, navigation here. And what ends up happening is you're loading, like, all the, just jillions of fonts. And there's no need for it. So that's definitely another place where you have more design flexibility, but you also need to be aware of how it's affecting your site speed performance.
0: Yeah, I would say to John, you know, you, you're, you can end up with Treacle, online Treacle. Um, seven is about themes and frameworks, but I think in the previous points we've covered that a bit. Let's go on to eight, John, um, image optimization, because um, we don't want this episode to be warm piece, but like i say <laughs> we're going to keep moving, um, but there's a lot to cover and it's a big article. But go and read it, folks, and uh, educate yourself. Image optimization. Um, this went in the early days when I was involved in the web, you you know, JPEGs, GIFs, um, didn't even IPNG, um, you just had those two, basically. Um, you really had to spend a lot of time with your optimization. And then we had broadband. and But we've gone back to it, really, John, haven't we? Because you've got marbles. So, and it's really easy to... Uh, the other factor, um, folks, is you've got to be really aware about images because a lot of owners... The, They've got a really great camera on them all the time, either on their own phone, iPhone, or the Android, and they snap, 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 and then they upload them. And WordPress will let you upload them, and then you, it's got the cropping tool, so it crops it, gives you some selections. The thing is it's still loading up the original file, and that can be like two megabyte, can't it,
1: John? So you've got to understand a bit about this, haven't you? Yeah, and and see, that's definitely something, too. Uh, A good point you were making in the early days of the web when everybody was on dial-up, you had to really be aware of uh, how much page weight you were adding. When
0: I I was a young man, John, when I was a (laughs) young
1: man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah definitely did, did you ride your dinosaur to school at that point or? <laughs> day, <laughs> did they <say> obvious. <laughs> yeah but um but definitely and then you know we we got like broadband and um but then mobile has been around i mean the rise of mobile has really been like the last seven eight years maybe but i think everybody is still kind of like back in this mindset where We're designing for mobile, but really we're designing for desktop. And what I mean by that is, you look at a lot of web design nowadays. There's always like a big hero image. There's all uh, these big uh, retina, uh, super heavy like images. And if you look at, if you go back to like looking at the waterfall, like when you're looking at GT metrics or you're looking at your, you know the how much your page is downloading. Um, a lot of that is images. The actual page weight the average page weight of a web page has gone up year after year. Um, I think maybe four years ago it was the average was like one megabyte. I think the average now is like it's like 1 point8 megabytes it's it's crazy and that's the average. There's definitely ones that we've seen out there that are like, you know, seven, eight megabyte pages because they're loading like just insanely huge images. When you take a photo with your phone, it's generally speaking, these are like high retina images, and most browsers don't need to load like a 4,000 by 3,000 photo. So, um, when you're going to upload content, it's it's good to optimize it. Either crop you know crop it down, resize it down to the size you need. Not in the WordPress tool, but like before you load it up, have somebody help you with that. Or you can you know use something like Photoshop to uh, do like save for web, where you take out like use image compression basically to take out a little bit of that information to where like people aren't going to notice it, but it's not the uh, super huge original you know photo you're taking out just a little bit of information like out of the photo, not enough to make it look like bad or distorted or anything like that, just a little bit just to reduce that page weight and and make sure that the actual dimensions of the photo are appropriate to what you need uh, like I said you don't need like a five thousand by you know thirty five hundred photo on every single page. Um, you know and you can use things like SVG uh, where it's appropriate for icons um, you know in the past you could make like a sprite style sheet uh, you still see some sites doing that but I see a lot more sites moving toward SVG now so these are all things to, to, to be aware of and and you can use image compressions tools like like uh, your favorite tool the Kraken. Uh you the can Kraken. Use, yeah. Yep.
0: I've, moved, I've moved off from the Kraken, even though I love the title. Um, yeah, I've, yeah. I've been doing it manually. I forgot the name, but I'll be in the notes, folks. Um, There's a little desktop tool, um, and it strips all the um, metadata from the photos and that, John. Mm-hmm. And um, I always run it now, and it saves between 10 to 30% in weight.
1: Yeah, that's significant. On- that adds up.
0: And I've been doing that now, so I got into the habit and you just plonk it onto the app and it sucks all that matter. Um, what I mean, folks, is a lot of photos and that have identification info and all sorts of um, meta information. It's called meta information you're not aware, and you can remove it. Um, it's a bit like compressing your CSS and your JavaScript. Thing. Um, right. Um, and it just strips it all out, and you do um, get some big savings. So um, be aware of that, folks, especially if you're doing, a, which you should be, should be updating your site every week, folks. Um, hard at it, as they say. Um, on to, um, we're cracking on. we, um, So number 10, CDNs. Well, I still am, um, and I still think it's great value, Cloudflare, um, but I've, I've, this is another area where, I've, where I moved. I now pay for a commercial one, and I've been really happy with it, John. And that's key CDNs, and Brian Jackson, who used to work for them, um, that still you know, totally supports the product. He just got a better paid job, the mercenary, which he is. Sorry, John, Brian, you're a great guy, um, but he is actually. He's great fun, Brian. Um, he put me onto to it, and it's just a great system. Well, what do you reckon, John?
1: Yeah, so definitely, like, in, you know, KeyCDN, CDN, whoever you're using, you, you want to use a CDN uh, with your site. And the reason why, let me explain, like, what a CDN is first. A CDN stands, is an acronym that stands for Content Delivery Network. So, like we explained previously, when your browser goes to, to get all the files that make up a page, the way that HTTP works right now is it can only download like one resource from one domain at a time. So if, you're doing, if uh, your site is mydomain.com and you've, say, got like 86 files that need to be downloaded, the browser has to grab like one at a time to build that page. So each time it's just going back, you know, back and forth uh, to get all that stuff. Now, a lot of this is going to change when HTTP 2 becomes a standard. But until then, uh, definitely I would recommend a CDN because what it does is it's a network of servers that host your files, like say your CSS, your images, your JavaScript. And what it allows the browser to do is download from two different domains at a time. So instead of just doing this, It's doing this. It's downloading from two different domains at the same time, which allows your page to load faster. It gets the files that are necessary to build the page at a faster rate because it's not going from one domain. It's going from two domains, your home domain and the, the CDN's domain. The other great thing about CDNs is they're a distributed network, meaning it's not just a server... You know, in New York or you know one over here in Chicago, they generally have uh, servers in all different cities uh, around the world, or in different locations, to where, say, if you're a person in California and you're visiting a site that's hosted in New York, uh, the CDN, there might be a location that's in LA. Say, so it's going to download those image and CSS files from the you know uh, CDN location that's closest to you uh, geographically because these things still need to download through uh, you know the internet and it has to travel that distance. And mind you, uh, you know, we've come a long way with, with internet technology, but just m- reducing the distance that those files have to travel to get to your browser also makes a difference. So there's, there's two ways that CDNs help you. You can download like uh, files in parallel, which makes things faster. And the CDN, it's going to have um, locations that are closer to you. So all those files that go to make up the page, they don't have to traverse as far. So.
0: Yeah, I think it's great stuff, folks, and the truth is it sounds a bit daunting, but if you sort out your hosting, get a reasonable theme, you know, check it over, get a recommendation or get somebody in the WordPress community. Go to a WordPress meetup, talk to some developers, get some recommendations, you know, a lot of meetups they've you know if you're just asking for advice you know what themes do you recommend you know i've got pursuit i'm looking at a problem and i'm looking at pacific plug-in what are you they, they're delighted to um give you advice on that level aren't they john
1: yeah definitely um, um
0: you know you've got a great uh meetup in sacramento we've got a rather small one in reno um but normally in most um major cities you've got some multiple meetups all um in the WordPress community and they can advise you on this folks but sort out your theme, um don't don't get become a plug in junkie. Um um the and if you sort these things out that that's on this article, you, you
1: from Sloth you will end up with a performance cheater, won't you, John? Yeah, definitely. And and you've got additional tips here that we haven't mentioned um, you know, that are covered in more detail, like moving JavaScript to the footer. Yeah, but
0: they'll, they'll have to go to the article. They'll have they'll to go to the whatever.
1: article and read all that. <laughs> but definitely, there are more tools that you've listed here uh, than we're mentioning here just because of time. But you know, definitely, there are more like resources like listed here, plugins, services, uh, tips and techniques to making your site faster. And again, it benefits your customers. It benefits your business. It puts money in your pocket because people are not abandoning your site and going to look for another site that does load faster. Uh, all these things, uh, you know, conversion rates. All these things are affected by how fast your page loads. So definitely. certainly does. So,
0: folks, we're we're coming to the end of the show. Um, basically, um, join us on Fire Talk on Saturdays. At 10 a.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time, we normally have a great panel. Um, we've had some technical problems this week, folks. That's why we look a bit. We're struggling a little bit, but we we banged out an excellent show here with loads of information. So, but please join us at 10 a.m. on Fire Talk. The more people we have joining us, um, we have an active um, chat. Um, system in fire talk. Um, we normally go on for uh, about an hour, and then we have a discussion and answer any questions in chat afterwards. And that's uh, it's a it's a great show, isn't it, John?
1: No, it's a great show. We've got we've got uh, a really good rotating panel of other experts. We've got Sally Getz from the East Bay WordPress Meetup group. We've got Jackie Delia from Jackie Delia Designs over in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we've got Brian Lee Jackson from Workup. We've uh, Morton Rand Hendrickson from lynda.com and Pink and Yellow media uh, stops by uh, occasionally. And uh, sometimes we have uh, we have Kim Shivler from White Glove White Training, White Glove Web Training. Uh And we definitely have like uh, you know some surprise guests that, that show up from time to time too. And also, as you said, we've got a really active uh, chat room. We're, we've got a growing community there. Definitely something you should show up on. Um, yes, is there right. any anything else? No, I'm going
0: to embarrass my co-host now. Oh, uh, my! My uh, I will be running this Saturday show because John John is disappearing. He's leaving, me, but he's got a slightly
1: important important uh, appointment. Yeah.
0: He's got. He's getting
1: I've, married. John. Uh, get <laughs> I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Definitely uh, Saturday. Uh, I have something going down that is, uh, definitely like a big day for sure. Uh, Um, Jonathan, you can take the reins. I mean, definitely. Um, I, I I think you'll be fine.
0: I'd uh, like to wish you and your bride the, the greatest happiness. And it's, um, thank you so much for um, being my co-host, John. It's, um, you've been great. I hope Saturday goes really well. I've, I've embarrassed him a little bit. He's trying, ah, to, keep, no, it's all good. He's trying to keep it low key, but I thought I better mention yeah, it. In the show, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's all good. It's definitely
0: so good. Do, do Twitter him with your, um, uh, wishing him well, folks. He's a great guy. So we're going to wrap up this show, folks, go to iTunes, um, 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 subscribe so you get the show automatically and if you're in the mind give us a review I keep saying it but please give us a review it really helps the show and we'll see you next time on WB Tonic bye bye